The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast from NBC Sports Edge. This is our MLB Power Rankings show where we break break down a weekly Power Rankings column that goes up on NBC Sports Edge every Tuesday. I believe Drew Silva is taking a hiatus from the column, but we are recording this Monday afternoon on June 13th for context as we talk about wins, losses, stats, and whatnot. So I mentioned that Drew Silva is off this week. I'm Janice Scurrio. Hopefully Drew is drinking some sort of concoction out of a coconut whilst under a palm tree or perhaps listening to some jam band music or perhaps somewhere eating the finest chicken nuggets the East Coast has to offer. But anyway, Joining me today is my dear friend, Michael Lajeto. Uh He's been putting out some really great content for Baseball Prospectus. Uh, welcome, Mikey. Uh, what have you been working on lately? Yeah, um, I have just, you know, kind of been pecking away at, uh, you know, different articles, um, mostly at BP, a little bit at 538. Um, haven't done that in a month or so, but just, you know, doing my thing, writing, writing about Dane Dunning and, uh, yeah. Um, you know, just kind of, I guess not so random lately, but, um, I wrote about Mitch Keller last night, put that out this morning. Uh, just wrote about Shane Bieber, uh, on Friday, Walker Bueller last week. So really just, you know, a lot of, a lot of pitchers. I, I am going to write about a hitter soon though. So don't worry. <laughs> you and I are a lot of like where I, I love evaluating pitchers, but evaluating hitters is a little bit more of a, a difficult subject for me, but I, I'm working on that though. Well, yeah. anyway, uh, welcome Mikey. Uh, typically Drew asked me what I'm looking forward to this week in the baseball world. And this time around, I'll pose the question to you. What are you looking forward to in the baseball world this week? Yeah, I will be a little self-serving and say, uh, number one, I, I really am excited to see Mitch Keller pitch. And actually, I think he started pitching about four, 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. So excited to kind of see how that unfolds. You know, Shane Bieber, kind of the same thing. Um, I wrote about him and and I'm excited to see. I don't know. So basically, I wrote, you know, he he's lost velocity. Um, he he could probably get a little bit back if he slowed his pace. Uh, so I kind of want to see if that happens. You know, if he does end up slowing his pace, he probably won't get that much feel back, but he's hurting pretty bad for it. So just, you know, those couple things. And it's really warmed my heart to see the Angels losing 
so much, especially while the Mariners are kind of on a tear. So I think those are like the three big things for me. Yeah, I believe the article, uh, your Shane Bieber article was like, Shane Bieber could speed up by slowing down. Did I get that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I know Shane Bieber is one of your pet pitchers. You've written about him quite a bit. I have a couple of pet pitchers, too, uh, probably mine being uh, Tyler Anderson, um, Martin Perez, uh, mm-hmm. and Nestor Cortez. Uh, so I always make sure to watch all their starts. Um, and, yeah, I, I definitely have a type. I love lefties. Uh, so uh, typically, if you're a left-handed pitcher, I will love you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's one thing falling in love with a house. Picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This week's promo, a weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff with the coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Phillies take on the Nationals in Washington on Sunday, June 19th at 1130 a.m. Eastern live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to PeacockTV.com slash MLB. And if you want a chance to win $25,000 on the game, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em contest. All right. Let's go ahead and get on with our mid-season team MVP picks. Uh, Also, too, we're not necessarily reading them in any specific order. Um, Our power rankings are essentially uh, uh, parallel to last week's, so please do not get too upset at me or jump in my mentions if I mention your team too low or if I mention them too high. Not exactly sure why you'd get mad at me for mentioning your team too high, but anyway, let's get on with it. So at number one, uh, the New York Yankees. So my team team MVP is Aaron Judge, uh, was AL AL Player of the Month for May. Uh, 12 home runs, uh, 25 RBI, 25 runs scored in 27 games, and he's just gotten hotter in June. Uh, Mikey, what what is your take? Yeah, uh, I think think you kind of nail it here. Um, The Yankees, it's funny. Uh, if you follow any Yankees fans on Twitter, you would think that they're, you know, in the middle uh, of the league and <laughs> and the power rankings. Um, but yeah, they've been they've been really good. They've got, uh, you know, a great bullpen, uh, great rotation, and and like the best hitter in baseball in Aaron Judge. So I think I think he really hit the nail on the head here again. Nestor Cortez, the way that people have been talking about him, and I think it's because his velo is down. 
he's been awful, but as you have here, ERA is under two. So um, yeah, I, I I think you know I tend to think that you're right, and I like the order here. Absolutely, I actually did have Nestor Cortez as my honorable mention. Uh, so there you go. That we're one for one so far. We're aligning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At number two, the New York Mets. Uh, this one I, I needed to reach out uh, to a lifeline for. So I asked my good friend, Colleen Sullivan, who is a huge Mets fan. Uh, so she suggested I go with Jeff McNeil, who leads the National League with 22 multi-hit games. And so I realized that that is important. That's an, that's one facet that's important. Uh, but I decided to go with Pete Alonso. So 904 OPS and 260 plate appearances. Uh, this is where we this is where we differ, I guess. Um, <laughs> we were doing so well. <laughs> I know it could only last so long. Um, I think I'm going to go with Francisco Lindor here. You know, the glove the lo- glove adds a lot of value to the team, but you know he also he also hits. Um, so I think I would take I think I would go Lindor, Alonzo, McNeil. But regardless, you know, they're we're pr- we're pretty close. All right, so I'd say that's like one and a half out of. Yeah. Yeah. So far. <laughs> All right. Number three, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I felt as if this was pretty obvious. Uh, Mookie Betts, 906 OPS, 16 homers. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it's kind of a gimme here. Um, you know, Mookie, he was supposed to, you know, people talked a lot about the the dead and ball and how that was supposed to affect him. And it has in some ways, but yeah. he's he's continued to, to kind of... Uh, just you know be a beast regardless i would like to say that i I think the unsung hero of that team and i I think you won't mind this is tyler anderson i think uh i think actually by war i think he might be above um even gonsolin so what a shot in the arm that's been after really being a castaway last uh trade deadline the mariners not even uh, extending an offer to him over the offseason so pretty cool stuff Absolutely. 26 uh, inning scoreless streak uh, just broken uh, this past week, actually. Uh, so mm-hmm. really impressive stuff from him. At number four, the Houston Astros. All right. So I went with Jordan Alvarez. I felt as if, uh, yeah, he signed a six year, $115 million contract extension uh, and has a 956 career OPS. And he's only 24. Yeah, he's uh, he's not bad. Uh, <laughs> again, uh, kind of like kind of like Judge, you know, if Judge isn't the best hitter in MLB right now, I, I think you know you've got to say it's it's Jordan Alvarez. Um, not much of a force in the way of defense, but when you hit you know nearly a hundred percent over league average by WRC plus, it doesn't really matter. So I like it. Wonderful. There we go. We're doing great. At number yeah. five, the Toronto Blue Jays. All right. So I think you're going to like my pick here, Mikey. I went with Kevin Gausman, uh, two sixty seven ERA. 175 FIP, which basically is a testament that he's significantly better than his his ERA shows. Yeah, I'm uh, contractually obligated by ABC Disney to um, support your pick uh, via my work at 538. Um, No, Gosman, I mean, has just been unreal. Um, You know, the... he wasn't really supposed to be particularly great, like, you know, uh, as elite as he's been. And, and he's someone that's not supposed to age well. 
I think with the way that his skills have have kind of um, matured and you know since the off season, I think it this looks really good and it's going to I think age really well over the the course of the five years. And yeah, Springer just continues to hit when he's healthy. Absolutely, that was actually uh, yeah my honorable mention pick. So awesome. We're I like keep just yeah. <laughs> we're like five for six here, something like yeah, that. Let's do it. All right. At number six, the San Diego Padres. I felt as if this one was a little close. I decided mm-hmm. to go with Manny Machado, 3.4 B War, 928 OPS. Um, my honorable mention pick was Joe Musgrove, a 150 ERA, 7-0 record, 72 strikeouts. Yeah, I think um, whenever it's close, it's it's a, a pretty safe, uh, you know, kind of bet to go with the hitter. Yeah, Manny Machado has been you know, one of the, the the better offensive players in, in all of MLB. I didn't think the Padres were going to be particularly good this year. So I think Manny is really the 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 real MVP. Absolutely, especially with Tatis out. Uh, he's definitely stepped up uh, in terms of run production. And number seven, the Milwaukee Brewers. All right, so this one I think you'll also like. I went with your boy, Corbin Burns, 248 ERA, 2.0 B-War. Um, I tossed uh, Josh Hader an honorable mention just mainly because he's been one of the more reliable closers in baseball. Yeah, they're a weird team. You know, the Angels kind of go with the stars and scrubs approach to an extent. Uh, the Brewers, like if you look at just output, they they have kind of just piecemealed it by everyone being pretty good. So, you know, I think I think Burns has been the best pitcher on their team and Adamas hasn't been as good as Burns. So, I again, I tend to agree and I obviously really love Burns. And I knew that already. Yeah. <laughs> At number eight, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, team MVP here, uh, Shane McClanahan, a 2.2 BWAR, 7-2 record, 187 ERA. He's a pitcher I wrote about as well. I have referred to him as being that dude in particular. And mm. yeah, he, Shane McClanahan is definitely that dude. He is that dude. Um, I am disappointed that Shane Boz hasn't uh, gotten his run this year because I also think he's that dude. Uh, but yeah, McClanahan has been just bananas. His his K percentage is just off the charts. So it's been really, really fun watching him pitch. He's one of my favorites. Likewise. Number nine, the Minnesota Twins. I felt as if this was also glaringly obvious as well. Uh, my team MVP is Byron Buxton. He's been on a huge tear lately. Uh, 9-11 OPS. I've also decided to throw his teammate, Luis Arise, an honorable mention as well with an 894 OPS. Yeah, uh, their their pitching isn't very <laughs> isn't much of a force. Uh, so much so that they went out and got Chris Paddock, who then, you know, subsequently got hurt. So, yeah, I think he's really, really backpacking that team, and uh, clearly just one of the most you know prolific hitters in in MLB and just athletes. So yeah, Indeed, yeah. Um, I mean, he, he's managed to stay healthy. Um, although I know he's had a couple of um, scuffles early in the year, but so far, yeah. Uh, if he stays healthy, he should con- continue to tear it up. At number ten, the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I went with Paul Goldschmidt here. Uh, so he was named NL Player of the Month for May. Four hundred four average, one point two eight eight OPS, ten home runs, thirteen doubles. Uh, yeah, he seems to be absolutely ridiculous this year and has been a thorn in the collective sides of NL Central teams. You know, I'm kind of conflicted here. I he's been unreal. You know, he's almost been a a Jordanian or uh, you know level header or who's the other header? Oh, Judge. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna go Edmund. 
Edmonds, uh, you know, got a little more of the uh, uh, the mixed skill set. So I might, I might, I might go there. Yeah, absolutely. Are you saying that because more so um, he's got a little bit of a better glove? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's just a more well-rounded player, which is unreal at this point for for Goldsmith Schmidt to to be nearly thirty-five and and still hitting like this. So I want whatever secret sauce he's got. <laughs> The next team definitely consisted of a lot of plus 30 dudes uh, who just absolutely mashed. Uh, and that was the San Francisco Giants. Now here I had a little bit of a difficult time here. Um, I kind of wanted to give it to Jock Peterson um, looking at his season stats, 903 OPS, even though I know he's fallen into uh, streaky spats. Um, but I think here I'm going to give it to Carlos Redon, uh, old friend Carlos Redon. Uh, he's at least in his first couple of starts, he's looked pretty lights out. He's fallen back to earth fairly lately, but he's still got a 351 ERA, 75 strikeouts. Uh, still pretty impressive. I love the Giants. Um, you know, just just all their all their pitchers. Uh, I, I I do think that you're right and um, that Rodon has clearly been their best pitcher, their best player. Um, but Logan Webb, I find just absolutely fascinating. I think he's super fun to watch. Alex Wood is kind of the same thing, and then Alex Alex Cobb, I I wrote about as kind of a you know not exact exactly you know quite the same but but something of a a gosman kind of archetype where it's it's a lot of a lot of fastballs a lot of splitters and really effective so um yeah i think rodon is the choice there Awesome. At number 12, the Atlanta Braves. Uh, this one was a little bit of, I wouldn't say this was obvious, but I went with Ronald Acuna, uh, 950 OPS. Uh, honorable mention, like, I mean, you know that I love left-handed pitchers, so I went with Max Freed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 2.7 B-War, 264 ERA, and 69 strikeouts. Nice. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think I'll go Acuna too. I know that he uh, has played half the games of, of some of his teammates, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I find it a little difficult to go with uh, Dansby, even though he's, he's been, you know, pretty, he has. Uh, pretty reliable. So yeah, let's, let's go Acuna. Wonderful. At number 13, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, here I had a little bit of a difficult time here, uh, just mainly because I know uh, the Red Sox did not get off to the best start of the season. So I decided to give this one to a pitcher. I went with Nathan Eovaldi, uh, 316 ERA, 72 strikeouts, not too far behind uh, was Rafael Devers with a 967 OPS. But I want to know your thoughts here. Yeah, I'm going to go, I, I think Devers, um, you know, that's a lot of, to speak in, you know, fancy terms, uh, um, out of the third base spot, you know, to to be able to be as productive as he is, um, I think I think that's pretty that's pretty valuable. Um, and he's he, again, he's mashed. Um, not he's not Judge, but one seventy three WRC plus and four seventeen Woba is it's pretty rad. Four seventeen Woba, woof. Yeah. That is quite excellent. Number 14, the Los Angeles Angels. You will probably uh, be able to figure out who I went with here. All right. So team MVP, obviously, Shohei Otani, 2.2 B-War, 810 OPS, 364 ERA, and 71 strikeouts. Uh, If you love pitchers who mash, this is essentially who it is. But of course, too, I can't discount Mike Trout, 3.1 B-War, 1.36 OPS. You know, honestly, nowadays when when uh, we talk about you know like the best player, it's a lot of like, oh, it's it's Christian Yelich now, it's Cody Bellinger. 
uh it's always trout and i think i think i'm gonna go with trout too um he's just so reliable and even even with taylor ward just hitting out of his mind uh trout has you know been on the field more and and still uh been more productive for his team so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go trout despite you know otani being able to do it from both sides at number 15, the Chicago White Sox. Uh, so here, uh, my, Tim, my, my team, I almost spoiled that. My team <laughs> is Tim Anderson. Uh, 896 OPS, five home runs, eight stolen bases. Uh, he can hit for power. He can hit for contact, uh, even though generally uh, the White Sox as an entire team have been definitely affected by the dead end ball. Uh, it seems as if Anderson seems to be one of the few hitters to actually overcome that. <laughs> But I threw an honorable mention to Michael Kopech, uh, who's still being ramped up from Tommy John surgery recovery. Uh, so a 194 ERA and 51 innings pitched. So he's almost to the same amount of innings pitched uh, last year. Um, he mm. pitched 69 innings last year, by the way. Yeah, um, I'm going to go TA2. Uh, just hitting out of his mind right now. Um, and no one, I mean, the team in general has really, really struggled. No one has really like stepped up and and done their part outside of him uh he's someone who i used i used to look at his bat up all the time and be like well he's not he's not that fast so i don't i don't think he can really maintain this but he just has such elite bat control that he you know he he knows where to put the ball and you know they often fall in so i love me some ta and i'm sad that when i was in chicago visiting janice i never got a ta jersey because everyone loves him I will get you one like one day. Hear you me. I will get you a TA jersey. Um, so uh, definitely the White Sox lineup right now is missing uh, his production, but hopefully mm-hmm. he's back in the lineup very soon. At number 16, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, so mm-hmm. I went with Bryce Harper. Uh, 1.017 OPS, 15 homers. Uh, he's been on a high level of production for a handful of years now. Yeah, um, I think it's so hard. I, 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 quite adore him and Zach Wheeler and generally gravitate towards pitchers. But I think it's kind of hard to to deny how, how good Harper is. And there's a reason why he got, you know, a big contract that he did. So surprise. (laughs) (laughs) The reigning NL MVP. I actually did have Zach Wheeler as my honorable mention. So coming up right behind. Right. At number 17, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, this one was a little difficult just mainly because looking at season stats, everyone seems kind of mid. Uh, but uh, here I decided to go with Cattell Marte, uh, 776 OPS. Um, and uh, Dalton Varsho, I thought, wasn't too far behind either. Uh, woo, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Ellen. <laughs> Uh, 761 OPS. It's, it, I mean, no, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, not necessarily uh, known as a baseball school. So it, it is very cool to see an, an alum uh, playing in the major leagues. Yeah, they're a weird one. I, I quite adore Zach Gallen. Uh, Merrill Kelly's actually been really interesting this year. Thinks that he's kind of changed with changed with this change up. Um, and then jo- Josh Rojas and, and Alec Thomas are two really interesting kind of youngsters but yeah i think Catal marte is um kind of the choice i ever since he's been in seattle um i've always really adored him you know on the field and off the field so um yeah he's as exciting as they come 
at number 18, the Texas Rangers. Uh, So a little bit of a spoiler. I mentioned him earlier in the broadcast, Martin Perez. Uh, So he was American League Pitcher of the Month for May. Um, It is a .64 ERA uh, across 42 and one-third innings. Uh, He's been an absolutely fantastic. I know uh, he's been kind of talks that he might become a trade chip at the trade deadline. Uh, I would not complain if he went to my White Sox, uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, not not too far behind for him was Adolis Garcia. I, he's, he's still hitting pretty well. I know last year uh, there was talks of him being a rookie of the year uh, in the front first, first part of the year. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, interesting team this Rangers team is. Yeah, I think interesting is the word uh, over the offseason. It was really interesting how, you know, I love to see how how aggressive they're being with their payroll because it seems like no one's interested in doing so nowadays. Um, it's also, you know, again, I know it's bad practice, but as a Seattle Mariners fan, it's been hard to not delight in uh, really all three of <laughs> their their big signings. Uh, I don't remember what the combined you know, value was almost 600 million. Um, Really not being great. Yeah. But (laughs) yeah, I think Martin Perez is, is maybe the choice. Um, I think it's kind of a, a toss up between him and Adelis Garcia, but yeah, I think Martin Perez has really kind of held it down for, for that rotation and they haven't really had a standout player. I know that they're starting to turn it around, but yeah. Yeah, um, Marcus Semien uh, has shown, shown some signs of life lately, so hopefully uh, he keeps it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not to spoil my next MVP, but if you are hearing a lot of rumbling in the background, uh, I am located in sunny Chicago, Illinois, where it is not so sunny right now. We're currently under a tornado warning. So essentially, uh, it is pretty stormy outside. Uh, but of course, Mikey, I do see that it is sunny where you are right now in Seattle. It's always sunny yeah. in Seattle, right? Contrary, contrary to my podcast, it's never sunny in Seattle. Um, there's, there's a little bit. It's overcast. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, the sky is a kind of a greenish gray tint. Uh, so I haven't been outside since uh, about an hour ago, and I don't plan on going outside. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, on to my next pick for the Cleveland Guardians at number 19. Uh, so I picked Jose Ramirez. Uh, so he currently th- ranks third amongst all qualified hitters in OPS. Uh, he's at a 1.36, and he's pacing the entire AL with RBI with 56. I think you might have a different pick here, though. No, uh, as much as I would love to say that... I mean, Shane yeah, Bieber. Bieber. No, Zach, please, Zach. Um, no, as much as I would love to say that, um, you know, Bieber was killing it he, again. He like his he's been sitting like na- a li- a touch below ninety one miles per hour. Just hasn't been the same pitcher without it. You know, if anyone is able to kind of make up for it, it's him because of elite breaking balls and command. But yeah, Jose Ramirez has been unreal. Sixteen home runs on the year, and and walking way more than he's striking out they extended him didn't they i think they did yeah and yeah i mean rightfully so (laughs) yeah so until 2029 right he's going to continue to be a thorn in the side of the al central namely my right (laughs) good for him though good for him yeah at number 20, the Seattle Mariners. Oh, I bet you are waiting with bated breath to see who I picked. I picked Ty <laughs> 902 OPS, 3.1 B-War. Um, I tried to see if there was a pitcher that really stood out for me on Seattle staff. But um, 
Mm. I don't know. I decided to go with two hitters. Uh, so b- behind Ty France, I went with JP Crawford with an 841 OPS. Oh, this is a good prop for me. Um, yeah, I think I'm also going to go with Ty France. It it feels like, um, you know, since, I don't know, Nelson Cruz or Robinson Cano, it feels like, you know, the best hitter that they've had since him. He's just such a, a good, pure hitter. Um, doesn't really tear the cover off the ball, but the ball just constantly, you know, lands in the right spots. He gets hit by a lot of pitches, which I don't love to see, but it does increase his on-base percentage. Um JP Crawford, I think, is is a good choice and actually is someone that I'm planning on writing up because he has been unreal and his approach is not one that you would expect out of someone with one of, you know, the uh, worst exit velo averages uh, across MLB. Um, but shout out to Julio Rodriguez, uh, too. He's He's one of the most exciting players in MLB to watch right now and really trending up. I actually... I might pitch that to 538. Uh, yeah, just uh, has has flexed the max exit velo, the the sprint speed, and now he's really starting to get consistent hitting the ball too. So, yeah, it's been a, such a delight to watch him play. He just loves playing baseball. That's an interesting um, uh, contrast there. You have J.P. Crawford with a pretty low exit velo, and then you have Julio mm-hmm. Rodriguez with a pretty high exit velo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you've got an interesting pair of things to write coming up. Looking forward yep. to <laughs> uh, number 21 the colorado rockies all right um here i decided to go with cj cron uh 867 ops uh i looked at their pitching staff and all of them seem to be greatly affected by the cores effect but uh yeah i'm, I'm interested to see what your thoughts are here yeah ooh, they are <laughs> not the funnest team um yeah over the offseason i was i was interested to you know kind of see how it, it played out i think I think I would go with Cron too. They gave that weird contract to Sensatella, which I mean, kind of makes sense. I think there are certain of profiles of pitchers that work well in the air because one of the reasons why gyro uh, heavy pitches act like they do is because they push through air. But if there's no air to push against, then I think there's a little more consistency when you're at cores versus when you're not. So I kind of think that's uh, the the plan of attack, but um, also they have like one person on their analytics staff, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'll go uh, with Crone too, and I guess Kyle Freeland, who's been extremely all right. Extremely all right has yeah. is, is pretty much uh, maybe a little a bit of a generous term to describe the Rockies. Yeah. Um, speaking of extremely all right, uh, twenty two the Chicago Cubs uh, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team MVP, I went with Wilson Contreras, 9-10 OPS, 2.5 B-War. Coming up on Contreras' heels, uh, Ian Happ, 7-9-9 OPS, 1.8 B-War. Got to go. Got to go, Wilson Contreras. Um, I also just want to shout out Michael Rucker and uh, uh, Michael Givens because uh, actually Michael Rucker went to my high school. Um, <laughs> but he's also a pretty good pitcher, and I wrote about Michael Givens. Uh, yeah, I mean, Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ have both been really exciting. Ian Happ's finally like really consistently hitting, but Wilson Contreras is, I, I think, uh, someone that I've I've thought was going to hit for for many years, and he's I think finally you know doing that more than ever. Sia Suzuki is also pretty exciting, but I think he's fallen off as of late. Agreed. Yeah. Um, for a minute, like, yeah, he just had just a ridiculous contact, especially in April and the first couple of weeks in May, uh, but he's fallen off uh, quite a bit. Um, yeah. We'd really like to see him turn things around there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, at number 23, the Miami Marlins. All right. I actually had a very hard time picking an MVP here, uh, but I'll, I'll just say both of my picks here. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, uh, 868 mm. OPS, 2.0 B-War. Um, but of course, too, uh, Sandy Alcantara, I, I feel also deserves a great nod. But yeah, I uh, want to know, this is a very interesting Marlins team, just mainly because uh, they there are it's a really great pitching staff. Uh, and of course, too, you've got just electric players like Chisholm on the staff as well. I think they're one of the most exciting teams in baseball. I think, you know, Trevor Rogers has, has really struggled lately. Um, and I, I think that he has ace like potential, I think. And so, yeah, I, I think I'll go Chisholm too. Um, Alcantara has been nails, but his, his peripherals don't, you know, I know that, and talking about it's kind of a, a, a philosophical conversation. It's like what 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 does it mean to be the most valuable? Is it you know the results on the field? And it's like well, what about all the hitters that they're striking out and like ground balls that are getting by their defenders? So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I think I'll go Chisholm uh, just because he he's he's posted you know just in terms of like WAR, he's been a, uh, a a good player, similar player to Alcantara, and also a hitter and really really fun. We love fun around here. At number 24, the Detroit Tigers. Um, I went with Tarek Skubal. Uh, again, um, maybe a little bit biased here because I love lefties. Uh, 233 ERA, 0.96 whip, 70-10 strike to, strikeout to walk ratio. Uh, he's been looking really good. Uh, that Tiger staff is definitely uh, very, uh, very strained right now, especially since they just lost Casey Mize to Tommy John surgery. Yeah. I also want to give Miguel Cabrera a nod. Uh, definitely uh, 706 OPS. Um, of course, uh, he's definitely uh, on the older side. Just uh, still reached some career milestones this year. Uh, but I'm going to lean with Scoobal here. Yeah, their offense is so bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that. The pitcher, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Scooble, uh is definitely the pick, and I I really really adore him. Um, I wrote him up, I think, in the off season, and, and talked a lot about his riding changeup, which I think was his best best pitch that he wasn't really utilizing. Uh, it's kind of the Giolito thing where he can elevate it and it looks like his fastball and then it's not. Oh, um, nice. But he actually changed it and added, um, you know, both drop and fade to it. You know, however he did that, he he increased the efficiency of both of his fastballs to make them more effective. Um, really just changed everything. I think he tweaked one of his breakers too. Just changed so much over the offseason and um, is just such a compelling pitcher now. So... Um, I've always really liked him. I, I thought, you know, before I had my hands on the data that um, he was going to be a, a fastball first type pitcher, but clearly that's not the case and, and he's been better for it. At number 25, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, here, uh, another interesting team uh, with just terrible hitters all around. For the most part, uh, I went with Brian Reynolds. Uh, so 744 OPS, not too far. Actually, you know what? Um, I, I switched these. Uh, Brian Hayes, actually, is my team MVP here. 751 OPS, but with Brian Reynolds trailing not too far behind him. Yeah, I adore uh, Cabrian Hayes. He is, I think, one of the, if not the most elite uh, defensive third baseman in baseball. You know, he's been an above-average hitter by WRC+, not a ton by Woba. Um, his his ex-Woba, though, um, is much higher, and I think part of that is because he hits the ball so damn hard, but I think it, his bat path um, could use some tweaking. So once he figures out how to, you know, get the barrel on the, the ball more, I think he's going to be one of the best players in baseball. 
Mm, agreed. Uh, so I take that back, actually. I actually don't think Cabrian Hayes is a terrible hitter. Um, definitely, like you mentioned, his XWOB is a little low, um, or you said it was high, right? Yeah, yeah that WOB was so, low, so yeah. In that case, yeah, it's definitely evidence that he's run into some bad luck there. Yeah. At number 25, the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, so here I decided to go with Trey Mancini, 805 OPS, six home runs. Uh, yeah, uh, not really too much to work with here, but I, I felt as if yeah, Mancini seems to be the, the shining star here. Yeah, um, I might go Austin Hayes. I don't know. It's pretty close. I think maybe Hayes just because of, of, of defense. I don't know. It's between those two and Mullins. It's, it's kind of a, a coin toss. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go Mullins. <laughs> Hayes Center was actually my, my honorable mention pick. So we almost yeah. aligned there almost. Yeah. There you right? go. Right. Washington Nationals. Uh, this one's pretty obvious. I went with Juan Soto, uh, 835 OPS with uh, Josh Bell not too far away from him. I feel, felt as if uh, Josh Bell uh, has had a pretty strong season so far. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, two very great hitters on a not so great Nationals team. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Eric Fetty. <laughs> <It's just kidding. laughs> um, no, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with with Juan Soto as well. Um, it's funny, like he he's been a much better hitter than his his uh, outcomes kind of suggest. Like his his woba is almost 60 points lower than his ex woba. So I think probably somewhat affected by by the the deadened ball or i don't even know what to call it nowadays because every day an article comes out that says like it's inconsistent it's actually juiced it's you know but um yeah just clearly one of the best players in baseball at number 28 the oakland athletics uh, a team that pretty much has been drained for most of its talent uh this past year um i went with paul blackburn uh 231 era uh, with frankie montas not too far away from him um i was thinking of maybe trying to go with a hitter here but none of their hitters really stand out to me uh, they seem to have a little bit more of a they seem to be stronger on the pitching side yeah definitely um i i'm gonna go montas uh Blackburn, uh, you know, I'm surprised that I don't like more because I literally liked watching Mike Leak pitch. Um, so they're kind of, uh, you know, cut from the same cloth. But um, yeah, Montes is just, you know, any splitter guy is going to be fun to watch. And, and he's been really effective, too. So despite the, uh, the higher ERA, I think uh, the number suggests that know he's he's been valuable to the team his his uh teammates are just letting him down absolutely uh and uh, perhaps likely to be traded uh before the deadline uh yeah so at number 29 the cincinnati reds uh, i went with tyler stevenson uh mikey it was actually you who put me on to tyler stevenson earlier earlier last year and i've liked what i've seen from him 829 ops 1.2 b war anyway are, are you still uh, a stevenson stan Stevenson's <laughs> Yeah, I, I do still like him. I don't know. I I kind of got that tip from a lot of um, prospects people who, uh, you know, kind of keep me hip to the, the young guys coming up because I, I really pay no attention, you know, <laughs> until they get to the majors or unless they're Mariners. Yeah, I think it's kind of a toss-up between him and Tyler Malley. Um, I think that Malley has been a little inconsistent, though. Again, he it might be just that he's been getting kind of let down, but I think I'll get the edge to Stevenson as well. 
At number 30, last but not least, the Kansas City Royals. Uh, so another team uh, with some pretty underwhelming players, uh, but here I went with Andrew Benintendi, uh, 774 OPS. Uh, honorable mention, um, Scott Barlow seems to be uh, one of their stronger relievers. He's got a 178 ERA with six saves. Oh, boy. I It's like... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think I'll probably go Benny too. Maybe Bobby Witt. Mm. I'll go Bobby Witt Jr. At least he's like someone to be excited about, and uh, <laughs> and has also you know uh, been been plenty good. He uh, he could probably you know stand to uh, to be a little more productive on the offensive side, but um, yeah, him and MJ Melendez um, you know figure to be two exciting players for the Royals for years to come. Absolutely. I think the whole excitement aspect is certainly important. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've actually been huge on Wood as well. Uh, so hopefully that gives something for Royals fans to look forward to in the future. Mm -hmm. All right. So that'll do it for this week's Power Ranking show. Thanks for tuning in. So you can check out Drew's Power Rankings column. It goes up every Tuesday on NBC Sports Edge. Uh, his next Power Rankings column will be next Tuesday, not tomorrow. Uh, but uh, there's going to be rankings, observations on all 30 teams. We just gave you um, our MVPs for all 30 teams just now. So please rate and review the Circling the Bases podcast. We love five stars, but any feedback is welcome, uh, including critiques on all of our jokes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Scuriosa. Uh, you can follow Mikey at underscore Kuya Mikey. Peace out. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.